This episode is brought to you by my fucking merch. You know what? For once in my fucking life, I'm going to plug myself. Actually, just kidding. I plug my, that's my, what my whole entire fucking life is. For once on this podcast, I'm going to give myself a little fucking plug, okay? I'm going to tell you a quick story and I'm going to give you a plug, give myself a plug, all right? Um, I wanted to make merch for a fucking quite a while. And I had this plan of like all these people are going to buy it, which I did get some sales. So I'm not, I'm not here to bitch. Okay. But, um, I had this idea that like probably like hundred, a hundred or 200 people is going to buy it. So I rolled out, like I got a fucking merch guy. I had like two different companies that made merch and I was like trying to figure out like which one I could use. Um, then I was like getting all these logos made. I had like seven different fucking logos made, which I probably didn't need. You know, I, like you, I, I could have just picked one, but I was so picky and so like, nope, it's not that. It's got to be right. I started off with this. If you're looking at the, you don't have to watch for this one. You could listen. Um, but I started out with this. Okay. I'm showing it on the fucking camera. If you can't see it. I started off with a shirt that literally had my face on it that was like a cartoon drawing of my face, which my brother did, and it looks good, but then underneath it said kicks and giggles in like, in white shoelaces. Like it looks like white shoelaces. It's just what the fucking, um, I don't know, the shirt looks like. It's my face and it says kicks and giggles in shoelaces, basically. That's what the drawing was, and that's what the shirt looked like. Now, this is fine, but I got this made and I paid a fuckload of money for them to like get this print done of my face because then they could like just go through and start making hundreds. But I was like, okay, that's kind of shitty to just have people wear my face like right on there. And a logo could have a person in it, but when it's just their face, I don't know. I, like I kind of had a realization moment of like, who the fuck do I think I am? So then... I got all this fucking, I got this other logo done and I was like, it could have my face, but let's do more cartoony. Like that looks a little bit too real. Let's have me throwing up some middle fingers, get my nails in there, get some shoes in the background. So it's more than just me. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you, it's more of the show. You have the fucking annoying microphone hanging in the logo. So it's going to be reversed for you guys, but there's the logo there. Um, it's also behind me and I got a lot of this fucking merch so if you guys want a Kicks and Giggles t-shirt, they're, uh, I think they're like 22 bucks. I started off with higher prices, but you know, again, who the fuck am I? This whole year, this 2019 for me was a good reel it in and fucking breathe type of year. I had a lot of, a lot of meetings going on, a lot of dope shit that I did, but um, at the end of the day, you got to be humble and you have to realize like just because you're with people that are doing big shit, it doesn't mean that you're big yet. So 22 bucks for the t-shirts and 36 for the hoodies. I think that's what I'm charging. Uh, I got a big fucking pile of them here. So let's get some merch, merch sales. I did sell like 35, which is awesome. Um, or maybe 45. I sold somewhere in between 35 and 45, which I'm psyched about. I only had a hundred made. So, and 10 of them got burned. And uh, so I got about 40 left. So let's fucking 40 of you guys shoot me a DM on Instagram at Angelo underscore Blano. Hey, I want to buy some merch. The reason why I told you guys the merch, like how it, how long it took me to get this made was because 
People think that it's so easy. Like you just go on customink.com and you order fucking Hanes t-shirts and then, uh, I don't know, like make some shitty logo. And like that's one way to do it. And it could cost you 15 or $7 a shirt and then five bucks for the logo or whatever. But these are like Bella on canvas that like all the shirts are made in the U.S. Uh, there's a distressed one. There's a fucking hemmed bottom one like they're all really high quality shit and the logos they're not it's like whatever's better than screen printed i don't know they you could feel them they feel nice that's it right five minutes of me talking about my fucking merch that's good now for the rest of this episode it's going to be kind of faster um i forgot that i have fucking work today and i told them i'm going to be in a little bit late because the podcast comes first this year Last week, I wasn't able to do the podcast because I was sick as fuck and I was losing my voice. So I apologize about that. But we're going to go over some of my highlights of this year. I'm going to talk about a little bit more in depth of what was going on behind the scenes of meeting Elvis Duran and Cody Garbrandt and all these people. And even though they're dope highlights, there still was some fucking, still a little bit of fuckery. And this year was a fucking grind for me. In the beginning especially, it slowed down towards the end. But I'm going to talk about the grind of this year. Last last uh, episode, I talked about the struggles. So this, this year, or this episode, I'm going to talk about the grind. And I'm also going to mention a story about a girl that flew in from a different country, I think, and spent a week with me and our first fucking time ever meeting was just she spent a week at my house. I'm going to talk about that story, which is probably juicier than my highlights. So let's get through these. Um, first of all, the beginning half of this year, I was waiting on a GQ interview, okay? I think I did the actual interview. I did the actual interview in 2018, and it was huge. GQ magazine is a men's fashion magazine, and they called me up. I was actually crying. My friend called me, Dan Levy. He's from, uh, he's a writer on the Goldbergs. He writes like multiple shows. He's a fucking awesome guy. Okay. He's a big sneakerhead as well. Uh, his Instagram is Dan Levy show. You should go follow him. Okay. Any writers out there, go check out his work and, and you'll be inspired. So Dan Levy calls me up after I met him in, um, LA in 2018 and he was like, hey, man, I just was talking to my friend about you, and he's a writer for GQ magazine, and he wants to interview you. I was, like, crying, okay, because I thought that this was, like, my break. Like, if I get in a magazine that has millions of buyers and millions of fucking, like, subscribers, I, that's it. You know, it's fucking game. I thought game over was was uh, in the middle or end of 2018. So now I do the fucking interview and they're saying, like, we're going to push it out at, at the beginning of next year, which is the beginning of 2019. And, okay, I fucked this up. And I'm, I'm just straight up saying that. I fucked this up. And here's why. I feel like this is interesting for you guys to know because being someone that's, like, you're meeting people, you're doing dope shit, you're, you're doing an interview here, you get invited on a radio show, you get to do a podcast, it's a lot to, like process that but it's also like you can't stop you can't like take a second and breathe because you just got to go with shit and I'm not like writing scripts for what I'm going to say 
on the podcast interview. And I'm not writing shit for what I'm going to say in this GQ interview because I had no time. It was like, hey, man, he's going to call tomorrow. Just talk about your life. So I do this interview with GQ and it went awesome. And I did it probably August or July of 2018. And now they said, like, we're going to try to push it out in a couple months. And I was like, all right. So I'm just staying patient. And I, you know, I reach out to them again in like November. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, I really, I really am looking forward to like getting this, this fucking thing out there, you know, like I'm excited. I did an interview. I'm telling people about it. Like I'm hyped up, which I shouldn't have told people about. But um, then they're like, yeah, we're going to try to push it out at the end of next year. Or at the beginning of next year, which is the beginning beginning of 2019. So I'm like, all right, you know, that's fucking sick. Um, now I'm like still kind of waiting and I'm trying to not be rude because like it's a favor that they're doing for me. You know, they they invited me on the show or they invited me to do an interview and I should just be thankful, which I was. But it's now it's like seven months have gone by. So I kind of texted the guy which I fucked up, okay? But I don't care. I'm talking about it. Uh, I texted the guy. And I was like, hey, man, like, like, oh, side note. He asked me like four months after doing the interview. He was like, can you hook me up with Cody Garbrandt, Chris D'Elia, Ron Funches? He asked for like a lot of my bigger guys. And he was like, what are their phone numbers? Because I need quotes for your page. Like, so he's painting a picture that I'm going to have my own page with GQ. And then there's going to be quotations from these different celebrities talking about me, which sounded awesome. Right. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then like three more months went by. So it was like seven months and it's like the beginning of 2019. So I just texted him. I was like, Hey man, like you got all these celebrities from me and you got this fucking thing, and now I haven't heard back from you. Like, what's going on? And he was like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, we're just, we're delayed. You know, we got a lot of stories to push out. We can't get you out there yet. And I was like, okay. So I was kind of annoyed. I waited another month, and I was like, you know what? Just fuck the whole thing. And this is a, this is what not to do if you ever get a break or, like, a chance at something big. I should have been more patient because, you know, even if it takes two, three, four years like a GQ interview with my face on it is is huge. I shouldn't have pushed it. Um, but yeah, I was like, what are you just trying to take my fucking celebrities and like take their numbers down and then just fuck me over? Which is a valid point, but I shouldn't have I shouldn't have done that. You know, I should have been should have been cooler. So if you're out there, if you're listening, I apologize for uh, being I'm sure you're not. But I apologize for that. Uh, another thing that I kind of blew was a friend of mine, Matt Paddocks, the, I think that's his last name. Wouldn't it be funny if it isn't? Um, he reached out to me. He's not a, clearly a close friend of mine. He reached out to me. He's the, he's the fucking host of Hoarders, right? Reached out to me. He loves my shit that I put out there. He's a huge fan, and I'm a fan of Hoarders. And we both have just stayed in contact. And um, he was trying to put me on with like a podcast one page which is, I guess it's a page where you can like meet other podcasters and you could try to get guest interviews and try to get a little bit more like noticed. And I didn't follow through on that. Probably would have been a big fucking break for me. So that's fine. Also, on the Elvis Duran show, which I did uh, in, in February, I flew out. I got invited to be on the Elvis Duran show, right? Which was huge. This is a top 
10 radio station and it's based in New York. It's fucking huge. Okay. Everybody knows Elvis Duran. Taylor Swift's been on. Justin Bieber's been on. Like everyone, every big celebrity's been on. Iggy Azalea, fucking Kesha was just on. Uh, Selena Gomez, everyone. All right. I get invited to do their show. Uh, it was a call-in interview and I get sh- they they shouted me out, which is I'm not complaining. All right, I'm literally not complaining. But I did the podcast, and then they were they did like a 15 minute podcast. I flew there with Maida Gandhi and or Maida Gandhi and Rachel and everybody and fucking Garrett and everyone. All right, we're sitting around a table. We do a 15 minute podcast. Then they were like, "Hey, we're gonna call you next week, and you're gonna do it on the live show." So I'm like, "Okay, dope." And as they're like building me up the next day, they shouted me out as Angelo Blandano, okay? Which is fine, but it's not my name. So they're telling everyone, go, like, Angelo Blandano is going to be on the show tomorrow. His Instagram is Angelo, Angelo underscore Blandano. And for like, for with radio shout outs, it's different because like whoever hears it within that minute or within that 10 minutes, you hear it, you're fucking following the person, and then that's it. Like, you get a wave of people, and then it's over. So for, like, 10 minutes, people could have been following Angelo Blandano, and I didn't get the shout-out. Then I was on the show, and at the end, I plugged myself as Angelo underscore Blando, and then I got a wave of people. Just a little side note. These are my highlights, okay? These are awesome things that I'm extremely thankful for. But to make it not so brag and fucking, like, look at me... I just want you guys to know that there were some fucking parts to this stuff that like that you don't expect. And even though it's awesome, there are some negative parts to this stuff that happens, you know, and I'm, I'm literally like laughing at the shit, looking back and thinking it's funny. I am so thankful for everything that I've gotten within this year, but that's just, there's goes both ways, even though it's really cool. Even though I got to say that I was on the Elvis Duran show and I got to meet everybody at the same time. Like they shouted me out in a wrong way, which wasn't their fault. I should have been like, hey guys, make sure you say Angelo underscore Blando and then like put that in there. That way they would have remembered like this is his at name. So it's something that you learn from being on the radio for the first time. If Howard Stern was to call me, I'd be like, dude, if you plug me, please like Angelo underscore Blando, I would have to say that first. I wouldn't have known that unless the whole Elvis thing happened, but that was definitely like the number one highlight of my year. That's the biggest thing I've ever done. The coolest thing I've ever done. Uh, being on the radio in front of fucking 10 people was like a dream of mine. And doing it with that big of an audience is fucking awesome. Uh, then I went to I went to see Cody Garbrandt. Nothing bad really happened there. You know, some, some celebrities are different than others. Some like sneaker meetups that I've done... You meet the person and then you agree on a discount and then they get to shout you out or whatever. That's kind of what I usually go for is exposure more than profits. Um, Cody Garbrandt is the fucking coolest, one of the coolest and like easiest to work with uh, people that I've ever worked with because I'll just be like, I'll send him fucking shoes. He gets his discount. We meet up. We take a picture. He posts it. That like He doesn't care. Some people that I've dealt with in the past they'll like agree to this deal, then they get the shoes for me. And then they're like, Hey man, I can't give you a shout out. And they just fuck me over to get the shoes, which is bizarre to think about 
when you think of like these people are millionaires, why the fuck would they? You know what I mean? But Cody G and and I'm gonna be with him again in March, and I'm super excited for that. Uh, he's one of like the closest I would I would call him a friend. I think he would refer to me as a friend as well. Uh, closest relationships that I've got from someone that I met in 2019. So there's another highlight. Very thankful for that. Then I met Kendra Lust, which we've talked quite a fucking lot over the past few months. And she's awesome as well. One of the things that went bad with, with Kendra Lust, which the thing that went great was we got pictures together. I met her. We sat down for two hours and had fucking smoothies and just opened up. We got to learn a lot about each other. We set up for whenever the fuck it happens, a future of a podcast episode together. And the behind the scenes part here is I did set up another meeting with her and I was like, let's do this whatever week in, in May or fucking, when was it? Maybe it was July or September. I don't know. We set up another meeting and I drove down to Michigan five hour drive and I pull up and I'm staying with my friend and like, it's not that expensive, but you know, like all the gas money that you go there is probably like 200 bucks. And then like you're going there, you're taking off work. So I'm trying to set this meeting up and she ended up being super busy. And I was like, fuck, like, I don't know if this could work out. And she was saying, if you could stay like another fucking like four or five days, then I could come through and we could do this. And I had already announced, I was like, everyone, I'm fucking me and Kendra are going to do a podcast episode. Like, it's going to be dope. It's coming next month. And then we didn't end up doing it. So I looked like a shithead. So what I learned, like, all of these things are, are all definitely highlights still, even with the fucking parts that didn't go well. It's still, it was a fucking phenomenal first quarter of the year, okay? But what I learned was for this next fucking year, for 2020, I'm going to keep making, I'm going to continue to make a push for uh, exposure and to meet more people and to get out there more. I kind of thought at the end of 19, or 2019 that I was going to slow this shit down, but nope, different fucking mindset. I'm making a hard push this year, uh, focusing on myself, focusing on my podcast, focusing on my work and doing more sneaker sales and getting back into it. Um, but... Rather than being like, hey, I might do this this fucking week or I might do this. It's just going to fucking, <laughs> it's like one week there might be a fucking Kendra Lust podcast that comes up and I'm not going to make the mistake of telling you guys because I think, I would imagine that some people stopped listening after those shout outs because they thought that I wasn't credible or they were like, this kid keeps saying he's going to do dope shit and then it doesn't come through. So to make myself look like less of a stroke fuck, uh, I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to surprise you guys with some shit. Uh, and that's about it. So just expect a normal show with no guests for the rest of the year. And hopefully you'll be surprised. I also, um, should I get into the fucking girl story? No, I guess I'll keep going. Towards the end of the year, even though I was slowing down and I was getting my, my fucking mental game right... Uh, Sam Roberts had me on the Not Shoes show, which was, uh, it's a sneaker show that he does on YouTube. And it was like an hour long. I was not really interviewed, but we just like talked about some of my fucking experiences. We talked about some of the weirdest shoes people have asked me for. Like when I got that big shout out from uh, Elvis Duran, I had like a hundred and fucking 90 DMs. And a lot of them were people that were saying like, 
hey man, can you hook me up with these Vans? And they were like $40 fucking dollar shoes. And they were asking them for a discount. So kind of fucked there. You could learn more about that if you go type in Not Shoes with Angelo Blando on YouTube. And that's where that is. So I had a lot of encounters with a lot of awesome people. And I had a lot of pictures. I had a lot of meetings in 2019. But within all of the highlights and all the great things that I did, I did learn a fucking lot. So uh, to all any young hustler out there that's trying to get his name out there, it's not something that's easy. It doesn't just fucking come. I've worked for years to get my name out there. And even when you're meeting with super fucking high professionals, there are things that, little things that you have to do. Make sure that you... Promote your thing right. Make sure that you remind them to say your name. Like you only have a few minutes of their time. And they're fucking, they're busy people. Elvis Duran, like for him to take five minutes out of my day or out of his day to have me on his show is like unbelievable. So I should have made sure that like I tell them my fucking shout out right. I'd make sure I plug my podcast at the end. And then you kind of slip up because in the moment you're just like fucking going. You know what I mean? So it's a lot more than what it seems. Uh, And there's a lot more that goes into like preparation and only having a few weeks to fucking plan some huge interview or a few hours even. So just wanted to let you guys know all of that. I also did a lot of my best, um, my most viewed and most listened to podcasts uh, in 2019. I started the podcast in April of 2018, but... There was like an awkward sex video uh, or podcast episode, a sex toys episode, a Vegas with uh, Cody Garbrandt episode. All of these got like 700 listens and that was all in the year of 2019. So thank you guys for listening. I'm going to continue to do the show. I'm going to continue to give you guys some fucking... uh, People love the sex episodes. So I'm going to do more of those this year as well. And especially when I have guests, I plan on having guests this year and just kind of like picking their brain about sexual shit because people don't like to talk about that. And I do because I'm fucking weird. So uh, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be good for the podcast. And I'm going to continue to meet some more people. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get your hopes up or mine. But yeah, making another making a fucking hard push this year. And uh, now I'm going to share with you a quick story about a girl that flew in from out of fucking town. All right. This was, it ties into this whole thing. Okay. So when I met Cody Garbrandt, we posted this picture. He posted it on his page. A girl messaged me from that post. All right. And she messages me, you're beautiful. And it was very sweet. And I was like, thank you so much. You're pretty cute yourself. Where are you from? We instantly just start talking, all right? And before I say any of this, I'm not gonna say her name. I'm not gonna have fucking anything to do with her that's specific. And if you're watching this or listening, I want you to know that I'm looking back at all of this laughing and thinking it was fun. We had a great time together and this is not meant to attack anybody because it's anonymous. And I hope that you could look back at this and laugh with me because now it's been almost a year. So let's fucking, let's talk about it. Um, so she messages me and, and it's, it's like, you know, hitting on me, making a little bit of a move, but obviously we don't know each other. We don't know where each other lives. So it's not that serious. So I tried to make it serious cause I'm like, you know, fuck it. Someone, a girl's hitting on me. I think she's attractive. 
I'm single at the time and I was especially single, like kind of fucking trying to do my own thing and like being a little hookup fuck back then. So I messaged her and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm from Chicago. Where are you from? She was from a different country. And I was like, you know, it's pretty dope. We were kind of just talking. So now she gets my phone number and we start talking more for literally fucking two and a half weeks. We talked for two and a half weeks. Okay. I've never met her. And now we start FaceTiming. So I know she's real, right? It's not like some catfish shit. We're FaceTiming. And I was even making jokes in the beginning. Like you could just be some random account that like is, has a girl's face on it and like some pictures of the same person. And you could be like some fat kid that's like fucking messaging me and beating off. So she proved herself right. And she um, FaceTimed me and we were FaceTiming a lot. Now every week for, or every day for like two more weeks, we were FaceTiming. Within these two weeks, we plan a trip for her to fly to Chicago. And this is like within one month, I go from never even knowing this person existed to a month later, she's about to get on a plane and come visit me. So it's kind of a lot, right? It's, it's like you don't, people don't really expect people to do that. And if I were talking to someone online, even if like I wouldn't fly there, you know, I'd have to be like, I'd have to talk to him for months. I don't know. It was a risky thing for me. It was a risky thing for her, but we were both just like kind of in full send modes in our lives where we didn't give a fuck. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. You know, come stay with me. And she was like, what about a hotel? Like, I don't know if I have all that money. And I was like, fuck it. Stay with me in my room, which is a red fucking flag that I, I don't recommend doing for anyone out there. You're going to have a first date. Where do most people go? You go to a Starbucks, a movie date. You meet at a restaurant. You meet in a public place and you go for a fucking hour and a half and then you leave. But Angelo's horny brain in early 2019 and fucking send it full send mode brain was like, you could stay with me for a week. So yeah, so she gets on a plane. This was, we known each other for about 35 days, gets on a plane, flies here. I pick her up at the airport and you know, it was just like, I don't know. I, I fucking, I'm at a loss for words, you know? I, I'm thinking, as I'm driving to my house, I start thinking like, okay, I have a random person in my fucking car and she's gonna be with me for the next 145 hours, like regardless, because she's staying with me. So like, what the fuck am I doing? And now we start planning this like last minute trip of like, let's go road trip to Ohio, Let's see a fucking hockey game. My brothers are going to come with. I kind of panicked at the end because I was like nervous of like, what the fuck are we going to do for seven days? And like, what if I don't like her and all this shit? So I, I panicked and I made it this trip of like, we're going to go to a fucking playoff hockey game and my brother and his friend are going to come and we're all going to head down Ohio, which is an eight hour drive. So now we go there. And it's good. And like, okay, first impression of this girl was awesome. She was super cool, super funny. Everything I thought it was going to be, it was super dope. Now, this is a mixture. This is just funny. It's not like advice for anyone, but like it was not, we weren't seriously talking. Like I thought we were, but 
we've never met before, okay? So we should have like had low expectations, but for some reason, because of like her flying all the way to me and like all of this effort that we put in, I really thought it was like a, a exclusive thing, right? So I kind of stopped talking to other people and I was like, let's fucking, like I almost made it as like, we're gonna date, which was dumb on my part because this is still a first date regardless. But now we're on our way to this game and it's an eight hour fucking ride and she's sitting, ne sitting next to me and like she's on her phone, you know, so I can't like I'm not trying to be like that guy that's like, what are you doing on your fucking phone? And I would never take a random girl's phone and just look at it like we're, I know we're not at that point where we could like just grab each other's shit, but we're in the car for fucking, well, six hours and I'm looking over and I'm seeing her text another guy. Okay. Now I remember that she told me about her ex-boyfriend and I remembered names. So now I'm like looking over and I was like, that's the same name. Like that's her ex-boyfriend's name. And I can't really like read words, but I see like a lot of heart emojis going on. Now this is kind of a jealous guy play by me. So this is not on her. This is fucking as much as, on, as it is on her as it is on me. But now I kind of was like, hey, like, that's kind of shitty. Like, you're just talking to your ex-boyfriend, like, while we're doing all this. Like, can't it wait? Which is a valid point because you fucking flew here. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like, you're, you're both single. You've just met. Like, you shouldn't be that mad. So I shouldn't have got triggered, but maybe she shouldn't have done it. It's kind of both. Uh, but I took it really personal. Now we're at the fucking hockey game. All right. And she's like still talking to him. So I just like, was like, fuck this. And I just got my feelings hurt really bad. And I thought it was shitty that you're like, you're sitting there talking to him when we're at the fucking hockey game. Like, can you get a guy some fucking attention since you flew here for him? Long story short, it didn't fucking work out. We spent the next three days, like we agreed. I gave her this proposition of like, hey, we could be friends, but like, let's not make this serious. You're talking to other guys and I'm taking it personal and I probably shouldn't be, but you know what? My fucking feelings are hurt and I'm not doing it. All right. So you want to be friends or you want to go home early? And she was like, no, let's be friends. And I was like, do you still want to hook up? And she was like, yeah, I'm down. Fuck it. So we played off this like friends with benefits rest of the trip. And it was okay. You know, it wasn't that bad. It was good. We took a lot of pictures. We acted like we were a couple, but we, like I knew that we were just going to be friends with benefits and maybe she didn't. Maybe it was fucked that we even did that. Now she leaves and we just stopped talking. We kind of was like, I was like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sorry. She sent me like paragraphs of like how much she loved me and I can't lie, they were some of the sweetest things that anybody's ever told me. They were really particular things of why she was so in love with me. But for me, it was just like, if you were so in love with me, why didn't you put your best foot forward when you were here? And like, you shouldn't even have cared about your phone. You shouldn't have cared about like anything else. It should have just been all about me and you. Maybe that's selfish of me to think. It's just how I would have... It was my expectations of how serious I wanted it to be. And that's what I would do if I wanted it to be serious. If I'm flying to a different country to meet someone, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm not going to like spend my time worrying about a girl that's in fucking Illinois, especially if it's my ex-girlfriend, you know? That's just me though. It's my opinion. It doesn't mean right or wrong. But here's where the kicker of the story is, okay? 
now like fucking three months go by i get a girlfriend me and nadine had like rekindled this summer fucking romance that we had had in 2018 and it was beautiful you know we're talking the whole time and now i start making it a lot more serious with nadine in the summer and i'm like cutting other people off and like really focusing on her and then we like make it official okay that we're dating in the summer at the end of the summer and I don't really hear from from this person from a different country. I didn't really hear from her that much. We had talked like here and there and that was it, you know? And now I get a text somewhere around the end of the, the summer and it's like, hey, I, I'm getting you a, I'm sending you a Christmas or a birthday present for your birthday. Like, what's your address? And I was like, no, like, I don't really think you should do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, just don't send anything. Like, it's fine. And I was trying to be nice and say like, no, you know, like what we had was good, but try to not do that. And then she's like, I'm fucking sending it anyways. If you don't want it, you don't have to tell me, like, just know that I'm sending it. And I was like, okay, you know, so now I get the fucking package and like, here's what it includes. Okay. It's fucked because I know what it's like to be crazy about someone and they're not crazy about you and it's shitty, okay? And I know what it's like to really try to win someone over and it sucks. So I'm not saying any of this to make fun of the person in, in particular. It's just like, it's funny, okay? So I get, I get this package and it has two books that have pictures of me and her together, okay? We took a fucking handful of pictures when we were together, uh, when she visited, but I didn't even realize there were this many, and I didn't think that we were going to make a book of it, but she did. So it's two books, pictures full of, of pictures of us and pictures of just me, and it's each picture had a note that was like, you're so gorgeous, I love your smile, I remember this, I remember that, remember when you laughed about this, and it was like, it looked like you would think that this book contained three years of a relationship. The next thing was like a picture of a, a drawing that she did of like a fish from like f a character that we both made fun of. And like, that was sweet. The next thing was uh, like a bunch of candy, which was sweet as fuck. The candy was actually really good. But then the next thing was a painted picture Okay, we all know that I'm into feet. That's my thing. I, like, I, I have my sexual fetishes. I'm into feet, and I'm into other shit. I'm into fucking butt play, and I'm into all that. I don't really have to go over it because I have a girlfriend, and she knows it. Um, she painted a picture of my dick, okay, and then her feet in it. It was just, like, both of them in one picture. And, like, I just didn't understand what the, f all of this for someone that was very clearly like ended things with you and was done and like just wanted to be friends and you didn't even, fa it's not like we FaceTimed every night in the summer and like we were still, I was very clearly like done with it and I was trying to be nice. I was trying to still say like, you know, maybe you don't know what the future holds or whatever, but it was, it was clear that like, I don't want to do this and it was a bad idea and it's friends with benefits. Who knows what the future holds, but I don't think it was going to hold a picture of me and you and a painting and a fucking birthday gifts and all that. I don't know. It was just a lot. Okay. I just wanted to share that story because I think it's important to realize that no matter how beautiful a girl is or how hot a guy is, 
really take it slow in the beginning. Me and Nadine have been together for fucking five months, but we've known each other for a year and fucking 10 months. Like we really, really got to know each other before we started actually dating. And that's a call that people forget way too often. Get to know the person before you start even going on dates with them or making things serious. And if they are fucking out of town, then really, really have a hundred phone calls before. Get to know them inside and out. Really establish what you're trying to do and then and then play on, you know? Um, but man, that was a, a wild story. That's all I'm going to say. To be in all of that and then months later get a painting of a fucking picture of my dick and her feet. It's like, it was so like, what the fuck am I looking at? What am I doing? What's going on? It was, uh, it was quite the handful of gifts, I gotta say. And man, I will never forget that. So that's that. Now I kind of have to wrap this up because I have to leave. My last fucking section of this episode is the top five sneakers of 2019. Now I looked up a video. I don't know what the conclusion to all of that was, by the way. Like, why I told the story of the... I don't know. Fuck it. Because I wanted to. Sneaker News did a video... Or posted a page on their website. I kind of have to darken my... Like, make my screen darker so I could focus on the screen behind me. I couldn't find a top 10, like, sneaker list from Sneaker News or from Complex that had all hype shoes. All I found was the definite must-haves of 2019. This was just created a month ago, okay? And they're saying these are the best shoes from each brand that you must have. All the must-haves of 2019. Let me read you what's on this list. So for Jordan, they they brought out three shoes from each brand. From Jordan, it's the Bread 11s, the What The Retro 4s, and the UNC Low Retro 1s. Like the SB fucking Eric Costin ones. That's their three front runners from Jordan. That's fucking dog shit, okay? I would say none of those are in my top three for Jordan. Um, they're saying like Jordan Jordan Brand's year was far more adventurous because they tried all these new things. They did the SB collab. They did collabs with Trophy Room and all this other shit. I get that, but the Bread 11s? Like it's not even a new shoe. Why the fuck would they be top three? The What The Jordan 4s, I'm pretty sure those go for retail and they're fucking ugly as shit. And then the the UNC One Lows, like I guess, but that shocked me there. Then from Adidas, you got the Alien 380s, which I do agree with, the Glow V2s, and then the Yeezy Vanta 700s, which the... I don't know, man. The Ye Shields, whatever the fuck they were called, this shoe was, I think, by far Adidas' top, like, number one of 2019. I think this shoe is fucking unreal. And I actually, re- I have the non-reflective pair. I think that the reflective pair is in my, it's in my top five for sure. But it's a black Adidas Yeezy. And it's different than all the other pairs than the pirate blacks and the fucking the boots that are all black, the triple blacks, um, and the all black V2s because it's the only fucking V2 to have like five colors on it. Because the sesames, the creams, the red stripes, the Oreos, those are all one or two colors. This has light blue, hot pink, 
fucking red, black, white, 3M. Like, it's a multicolor Yeezy, and I think they're fucking dope. The Belugas are two colors. I, I don't know. These really, really won me over this year. Um, back to their list. So I don't agree with their top three from Adidas. Then for Air Force Ones, which I guess is Nike, they brought out the Peace Minus One. I don't even know what the fuck those are. The Travis Scott ones, which I get. And then the Clot ones. But they didn't bring out these fucking off-white. You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, these off-white retro ones might not have been 2019. But you know what were? The fucking, the blue off-white pair. Blue off-white. I don't actually know if they were. Fuck. I thought I was going to come in smart here, and I might be fucking wrong. The blue pair was released in 2019 how the fuck are you not going to give this off-white blue pair how are you not going to give that a top three spot i thought that they were the black ones which by the way i have these black off-white uh air force ones with me and i think these are the number one i i like these better than the blue pair and the glows i just i fucking got my shit mixed up still this pair goes for fucking like two thousand dollars and there's not a lot made and everybody was so hyped up over them and it's virgil and off-white and nike how the fuck are you going to give clot collab a, a one up than the off-whites i don't know they're just fucking this list is dog shit um that's kind of it they did the top three for nike yeezy and jordan i just want to want to say i disagree with all of them all right, here's my top five shoes of the year. And this is not in order, okay? Because I can't, it's too hard to do this shit in order. One of my top fives is this air fucking fear of God. I I think I would go with, you know what? Maybe I'd go with the light. If I had to pick one colorway, I would vote the gray pair of the air fear of God ones, the light bone pair. They're a high top shoe. It's fear of God and Nike collab. It's a completely different shoe than anybody's ever fucking seen. They have this like rope lace that has like three eyelets instead of eight or 10. Um, there's a cage around them. They're half of it's plastic, half of it's hard rubber. And the other half is fucking suede. There's a zipper. They're very, very fear of God. And I, I just fell in love with these. I had them in the beginning of the year. They released in January, and I was wearing them right away, which I never really do with expensive shoes like that. Number two is the Trophy Room uh, Retro 5. This pair had a custom box, had custom insoles. The bottom of the shoe had like a decal underneath it. There was the custom like sneaker lace fucking holder things that were gold. Uh, the tongue was 3M. These were extremely limited. It was a quiet release. I loved everything about these. Easy number two spot there. Number three, these are not in order. I'm just saying number three. Um, these are the UNC. These released in May, I think. Oh, no. This was in February. The UNC Patent Leather Retro 1. It was dark, dark, dark blue. UNC blue and white. And it was a Retro 1, all patent leather. These were fucking dope. I had like 10 of these in person. I pre-ordered a ton of them. Uh, I love these. I never wore them because they don't really go with my goth shit. But I still have that sneaker head in me that 
I just thought these were fucking awesome. Those are my number three. My number four, I kind of feel like I just have to do this out of fucking respect. Uh, the Travis Scott retro ones are going to be my number four. I didn't buy them. I didn't wear them. I don't really have that type of fucking Zoid to just throw 800 bucks on a retro one. Um, especially because I know that I would love to keep them. But the reversed fucking check, never really seen that before. The suede, the brown, black, and red looked so fucking clean. I'm not a big fan of Travis Scott. And this is the only shoe that I really liked from him. But you got to give it to him. The shoe was unreal quality too. You just gotta, all right? Number five, my last one but not least, is the Yichil, however you want to pronounce it, this uh, December release that I just bought. I would say that the reflective pair is my favorite because I like the look of them more, but those are my top five. Um, this episode was kind of all over the place because I had to rush, but we got a little bit of the behind-the-scenes parts of the highlights of this year. I try to not do too flexy of shit. Um, we told the fun story about the girl that got me the uh, painting of her feet and my top five sneakers of the year. I look forward to spending the next year with you guys every single fucking Sunday. I'm going to try to not take any breaks, but we'll see what happens. I love you all and thank you for listening. Have a great Sunday and I need to get the fuck to work now.